Modern Rock for Cincinnati and Dayton. It's 97X with Depeche Mode and Personal Jesus. Also, he caught Joy Division and kicked it all off with NXS and Suicide Blonde. Want to dance? Well, tune in tonight for 97 Extra Beats. Jay Foreman will have new music from KMFDM, plus club classics from Ministry and D. Wartsaw. Plus, win tickets to 97 Extra Beats on the town as well. That's tonight starting at 10 with Jay no, here on the no, Future of Rock and Roll. No, no it's 97X. Not, yeah? not tonight. Not You got a request? Not tomorrow night. Um, yeah. No. What did KMFDM stand for, Dave? Uh, there's uh, quite a few different things. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Dave, I hate to break it to you, but there's no extra beats on the town. There's no extra beats at all. There's no 97X anymore. It was a beloved uh, modern rock station based in Oxford, Ohio. You worked there for a long time. I worked there for a shorter amount of time back in the late 80s, early 90s. And now we just do a podcast about that station mm-hmm. because the station yeah. went off the air in 2004, went off the interwebs in 2010. But that's okay because yeah. you can go to 97xbam.com and listen to podcast episodes where we talk to Steve Baker, Jay Foreman, Phil Manning, all those luminaries. And we talk to you too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Now, no worries. Um, but the good news is, Dave, we do have actually a super not just a super listener i'm gonna say a super duper listener colin miller joins us today colin welcome to rumblings from the big bush hi guys good evening thanks for having me now now, did you call 863-5665 or 523-4114 to call in for this if you're calling from dayton put a 513 in front of either number (laughs) that's right see yeah, the guy's you're, a super fan. you're right. Okay, well, Colin, go ahead and, and indulge Dave in his little fantasy reverie here. Go ahead and make a request. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would be your goodness. request? If the station was back on the air, what would be your first request, Colin? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, um, I guess, well, since we've got a show coming up, I would say get on the bus by the Royal Crescent Mob. Good call. Uh, and and I, this would be a good time then to, to bring this up. Uh, we were lax in our duties as podcast co-hosts. We did one and only one uh, sort of giveaway trivia, and it was Colin who won. And the question was, name the four bands that were at the 97 uh, 10th anniversary show in 1993 at Bogarts. And Colin, you want to fill us in on, on the answer? Uh, yeah, it started out with Sleep Theater. Uh, which is a Cincinnati-based band. Uh, next came the Bare Naked Ladies, which, if I remember correctly, that was actually their first American appearance um, with us on the 10th anniversary show, um, and actually got a free cassette, which kind of dates us back then, but like um, a cassette at the front door of, of Gordon, their first album, followed by Too Much Joy, and then the Royal Custom Mob came out and played and finished off the night. Nice. And that was the, so the question that we posed in our one and only sweepstakes contest was uh, name the fourth band because it, you know, everybody knew Royal Crescent Mob, Too Much Joy, and, um, geez, now I'm blanking on it. Sorry. Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. But they struggled with the local band. A lot of guesses for Lizard 99, Love Cowboys, et cetera. But you were all over it, Colin. That was a great show. Just absolutely fantastic. Now, we have heard uh, through the grapevine that you might be at the Royal Crescent Mob show, and I will bring with me your winner winning, so you don't have to pay postage 
for us to mail this to you. <laughs> I have a WOXY.com T-shirt that was worn by the Afghan Whig bassist, John Curley. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, it still you. has his man musk on it. We told him not to wash it. It's like a game-worn jersey, Colin. This is exciting. <laughs> oh, my God. How long has the thing been sitting around then? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so, so Colin, um, I know you still uh, stay in contact with uh, Billy D, the Fresh MC, but but tell yeah. us how you found out about the station the first time you discovered 97X. Yeah, I was probably back in uh, late 80s. I was just at that point starting to get into a more, more uh, modern rock, progressive music and whatnot and thing. I mean, Obviously, 80s, you have everything that was going on with MTV and whatnot. I was like, didn't really have any place to listen um, for that outside of, like, watching TV at home or whatnot. So, um, I guess mid-high school years, like, hey, there's this station on uh, 97X. So, you know, okay, great. I'm in Sharonville, relatively close. Get in there. And, like, of course, we've all heard the stories, depending on where you were, is how good you could actually get the station tuned in. So I think it was about, about late 80s, and then um, late 80s to early 90s, I just started listening full-time and started calling in, making requests, and I actually really started liking this, this, these songs so much, but it was hard to keep up with it, like trying to like buy albums all the time. That was tough. So I just started recording got some blank tapes and started recording the station, some of the music breaks, um, the weekend updates with Julie Maxwell. Um, Cause I just wanted to like hear over and over again. I was like, I made my own mixtapes for me to enjoy of all my favorite songs that were on there in case sometime down the road, I forgot about them. And um, just start out as one and kind of grew into like probably a hundred that's pretty impressive, Colin. I like how you said you started listening full-time, like it was your job. And it does sound like you, well, you, you turned it into an occupation. You're taping taping weekend update. Well, I mean, it wasn't really... I did make it sound like full-time, but like when I say full-time, it's like I actually looked forward to getting home and seeing what was being played. A lot of times it was getting home... Um, after work in the evenings, so therefore we had uh, local licks. So I, I seem to have a lot of local licks with, with, with Jay um, on there. So a lot of bands I completely forgot about, and there they are. And, um, and uh, like, I guess my job, as much time, as much as I spent kind of partying in, in my youth, as a lot of us do, at the same time, I always tried to make a point in staying home on Saturday nights for extra beats. That was my show. That was what I wanted the most, and so I tried to get as much recorded off of extra beats as possible. To, to supplement the tapes, how many CDs or cassettes do you think you won over the years from 97X? Oh, my God. Um, CDs and tapes, not much, but I seem to have been winning a lot of tickets because um, they were giving tickets away a lot during the day, so I could be at work and just start going through speed dial over and over and over again, try and get those tickets in there. So yeah, I seem to have won. I was listening to one of these uh, tapes, which are now on CD. Uh, Billy D has actually been putting them on, on CD and digitizing them as well too. So 
at some point, if somebody wants copies, talk to me or talk to him. We could probably get you some. But I was listening to one of these, and oh, Colin Miller uh, has just won tickets to go see live at Millette Hall. And I'm listening to this. I'm like, wait a minute, I did, <laughs> and I actually don't. And I was like, uh, and it, the, the funny thing is. I remember going to Oxford for the show, but I actually don't remember the show. So that must have been a really good night. Um, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, great. I, I wanted tickets to go see live. That was fantastic. Um, what other ones? Did I, I did win tickets. I think it was the second row to um, one of the Lollapaloozas. It was the one that had um, Hole and Courtney Love in it. I think Beck was there too. Mighty Mighty Boston's. That was a while back. That was a great show. Yeah, I see. There was one time I was actually just talking to Bill about this last night. I called in. It was about nine forty-five. It was the. Uh, uh, it was during the Pepsi Street music break, but I didn't realize that I was just calling up Bill to say, "Hey, how you doing?" So he was like, "Hi, thank you for calling Ninety Seven Next. You're our our, our our winner." And I was like, "What? Like, what did I win?" And he's like, oh, you won this CD, whatever it was, and uh, a two-liter Pepsi. And I was like, what's the CD? And he tells me, and it was, it must have been somebody I didn't like. I was like, I don't really like that band. Can I just take the, the Pepsi and give it away to somebody else? And um, so I was like, you know, just put me on hold. Just give, give him the prize to the next caller. And uh, so he did. And then after he got done with all of that, just kind of picked back up. So I probably won a good CD right there, but like at the time, I didn't really care for the band. So I gave let somebody else have it. So this but, sounds like a, a a a movie that that should be produced now that you forgot what you did between 1993 and 1996 but then you had a friend that had everything you ever did on cassette and they digitized it so you could go back and relive your hit oh July of 93 I saw this show this show and I won a 2 liter of Pepsi that would be a great movie <laughs> There's got, there's got to be something there. If nothing else, at least maybe like a a, a six-part thing on Disney Plus or something like that. Yes. There you go. A limited <laughs> little, little, edition. Little mini series. series. Exactly. So then Colin... Well, you did... could do each, each, each day could be for like something different. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, New Tunes Tuesday or Blue Monday or um, I'll request business lunch. What was Wednesday? I can never remember what Wednesday was uh, during lunchtime. Do you guys remember that? Hmm. What was the programming? Because each day had something. Friday was Back to the Future. Future. Saturday, I don't think, had anything because they had extra beats. And then Sunday was um, the reggae show. Dreadlocks. But, but, uh, but that's it. Thank you. But like, I could have sworn there was something on Wednesday, and I can never remember what that is. So if you guys can give me an answer, hey, I'll be a little, little, little bit of useless information nugget that... I'll be happy to have. If, if we well, can answer well, it, do we get John Curly shirt and a two liter of Pepsi? <laughs> well, you know, this time around for the the, 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 the mob show, um, I'm planning on not drinking, so I can remember the show and um, just having a really good time seeing them and seeing everybody else there. That's the most important thing. Very cool. So I'll take that. You know what? I'll take that two liter. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, now, Colin, so it sounds like, as a super-duper fan, you stuck with the station through the terrestrial sign-off in 2004 and then uh, tuned in to the dot-com era as well? The dot-com era, um, I really did not 
Uh, I was doing a lot of things, uh, caregiving for, for ailing parents and whatnot. So I didn't really have too much time to do that along with working full time job. Um, the final show, the final broadcast, that was just heartbreaking. We all know that. I mean, we all just cried. It was, uh, and, and Bake, just such kudos to him, like keeping it together as well as he did, the ultimate professional. Just how he could not cry through that final broadcast is just beyond me. Because, I mean, I was just in tears. I even remember the last three songs that were played, too, so, which is strange. But, I mean, and yet I don't have that recorded. But I know it's out there somewhere. But what are the last three songs? Uh, last three songs were... Um, this Mortal Coil, uh, You and Your Sister, mm-hmm. um, followed with um, Green Day. Um, what's the song? Oh, um, In the End This Right, I hope you... Time of Your Life. Yeah. And then they, and they ended it with the very first song that they played back in 93, which was Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. Okay, but in there, did you win a giveaway between This Mortal Coil and Green Day for uh, something like a, a two liter of Pepsi, M- maybe a quarter pounder at the Oxford uh, McDonald's. <laughs> no, I was actually not. No, it went anything that night. So I, I did find the answer for you, though, Colin. I think Wednesday was yeah. the comedy hour with Len Belzer as as the host. Was that during the lunch hour? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Blue Monday, New Tunes Tuesday, comedy hour. Yeah. All request business lunch and back to the future. Oh, the all request business lunch. I think uh, Tammy and I fr- were always trying to get the, the, the first request in um, at the beginning of the day as soon as we woke up in the morning, just automatically calling in. It's like, got to get in there, got to get in there, got to make our make a request. <laughs> now, where were you working at the time that you could uh, actually take all the time to be taping and listening and calling in to win while working? What was that lucky job? <laughs> um. Recording only usually took place at night after I was done with work. Um, calling in, I could listen at work here and there. And, like, if I had a radio handy and I tried to keep it tuned in, um, I heard something was going on. I just, like, ran for a phone. And I was like, oh, my God, i got to get this, got to get this. And thank God they had, like, multiple lines, with that, that, that speed redial and everything. So I just kept pounding away. And, of course, you know, win something, got to wait two weeks. Don't want to be a, a prize hog. Like, nah, that's no fun. So, um, yeah, recording basically just took place in, in free time. Now, I'm really going to push your memory. Uh, Friday, oh, June, Friday, June 12th, uh, 1994, what was the Friday featured artist? Oh, God. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you would know. He'll have you to check know. the tapes, Dave. He'll have to check the tapes. We get it. But we appreciated uh, folks like you. So then, uh, obviously, you said won tickets to shows, and I'm assuming you actually shelled out some cash from your pocket for some other shows. It sounds like, uh, did you go to a lot of shows back in that era? I did. I actually kept almost all of Ticket Stubs when they were still making Ticket Stubs. So I think I saw the mob, again, going back to them, 13 times. Um, see, Brian Setzer, obviously live, but I don't remember. Um, the Peter Murphy show was actually a really good show where they had Nine Inch Nails come out but they destroyed the stage after three songs because he was drunk and nobody was getting into the music I, that I was, was at that show, show. Was were at you at the show? show? yep 
that was entertaining. We all thought it was part of the show. And then we, then we realized, wait, he's not coming back. We all got mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that was entertaining. Uh, what was it? The logo shows. Um, one of the best ones I think that I saw was, um, Oh, shit, was, uh, what was their names? Something. Oh, October project. That was a really, really good show right there. If you remember that band. Oh yeah. Uh, they actually played our second day in Eden, if I remember correctly. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss them too. Lovely voice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very ethereal. Love that band. Um, so yeah, I got to see them. So like the Lodo shows are definitely important. And thankfully tickets were a lot cheaper than they are now. So I was able to, to get out a little bit more. Um, also, I remember you were sometimes on the uh, river riverboat cruise, 97 Extra Beats on the River. Oh, the Contiki. I loved that boat. Um, that was fun. I did do do a couple of those. Um, the uh, riverboat cruises were great. The the the, the rock and bulls, I think, were everybody's favorite too. Yeah. Those were uh-huh. those were the best. I think I might have been responsible at the time um, for the reason why most bowling alleys don't serve beer and glass pitchers anymore. So. I'm sensing two kind of habits from you, Colin. One was you really yeah, liked 97 the, back X. In the day, I was, <laughs> back in the day, it was a little, it was a little wilder, a little, little more free. You could, you could do that. But, um, and then of course, the, the more you drink, the more you think, Oh, you know what? There's Bake over there. I could beat him in bowling. Nobody could beat that man in bowling. Oh, he was. He, he was just a rock star. Yeah, he so, was. Yeah. But the Rocket Bowls, definitely I think those those were the most fun. Because then, I mean, the other events, sure, but it seems like the Rocket Bowls brought the most people out. And you got to finally meet all these people. They, they, you hear their names, that they've requested this, they worked here during the Orchestra Business Lunch and whatnot. And you finally got to, like, compare and contrast. Like, oh, I can get in here. I can't get in there. Where can you? And, like, start making friends. I made some great friends. Um, back in the day. Some I actually still talk to to this day. It's 30 yeah. years later on. And that's fantastic. I mean, it really was a family. I'm sure you guys hear that all the time. I mean, it wasn't just like, like fan. It was, it felt like family. We got, it felt like we got to know you guys because you guys were always on the But there was not really a heavy rotation in DJs. You guys stuck around for a while and we actually really liked that. I really appreciate it. And just listening to you guys, like, you were our friends on the air and you were the ones that were leading us into like all kinds of brand new music that nobody else was playing anywhere. And it was just fantastic. It was like our own, our own little world that we got to have all to ourselves. And it was special. Yeah. yeah. I do sound nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of answered the, the next question I had, Colin, which was like, you know, what, we, you know, obviously you said you liked the music, but it sounds like there was something more and you kind of described how it was the family atmosphere, which helps because, you it know, because really when you're, when you're giving away free Pepsi, you know, it's, it's sometimes <laughs> not exactly the lure that we thought it was. And, and it's a good thing. You're, it's a good thing. You're friends with Bill because for people he didn't like, he would open the top a little bit and let out all the carbonation. <laughs> then we would mail it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I still occasionally I still occasionally talk to uh to Jay uh down there. Usually just through through uh Facebook Messenger and whatnot and everything. Also kinda like make sure that she's doing okay with all them hurricanes and whatnot. Yeah. Um 
Then of course you guys and Bill and there's one or two other people that are that are out there, but other people just kind of like floated away, lost touch. They're doing their own lives, their own things, and you know that's okay. But you know, hey, the memories are there. And interestingly enough, I just ordered four new '97 X T-shirts that I found online. So, and it's got it's got it's the uh, the actual old logo, like basically the window sticker, yeah. and. They just blew it up and you can pick your colors and there it is. So I'm like, oh my God. Wow. So I think it's like, okay, doing the podcast. Nice X. Do I have nice X t shirts? Oh, those are kind of stained and used up. Bam. So like decided to get online just to see what was out there. And surprisingly enough, I found a lot more 97X stuff than I, I even imagined would still be around. Oh. And then of course you have the the fan page. That's on Facebook too, where they have uh, 97X bumper sticker, window stickers, whichever one you prefer the term of, um, sightings on cars. That's uh, if you wanted to join as WXY forever on Facebook, just to let you know. Yeah, I think I think I am. That, that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I see that every so often. I was like, I need to. I got a few stickers. I was smart. I called up uh, Barb, Barb Abney. Um, before the station ended, I was like, hey, can I get a couple extra bumper bumper or window stickers for down the road and down the years when I get new vehicles? You know, I could still put a window sticker on there somewhere. So she sent me about four of them. I still got them. I think I'm about to put another one on my car. So one of those cars out there you might see is me. Yeah, it, and it is kind of cool. I mean, ha- having worked at the station with like a go to, I was at a show at the Woodward, saw so Built to Spill about a month and a half ago. And as I was walking to the venue, I saw a bumper sticker on a car and took a picture of it because it's like, that's cool. You know, that person's at the Built to Spill show. <laughs> like, there's still that, <laughs> that tribe. We still exist and, and we know each other. It's like a kindred spirit, you know? It really is. You see one of those things and you just kind of like give that kind of knowing glance and yeah like okay you're one of us well colin and because I, it was so underground i think that's that's what brought the people together even that much more because it was a smaller group a smaller group of listeners just because of how we how much you, you listen or depending on where you were it kind of created a sense of loyalty to one another and well, a lot of radio stations don't really have that but 97 next did it was a magical time Great. And, so and thank I, you guys. Hey, thank you guys for doing that all those years. No, uh, thank you. As Doug Baylog said in his Bayloggages, you know, like it's without the listeners, it's the tree falling in the forest or it's the one hand clapping. So, uh, <laughs> and, and it was like the connection worked both ways because it was, you got to know the regular callers, you know, the, the regular folks at Rock and Bowl, the folks at uh, 97 Extra Beats on the river. And it, and it was uh, camaraderie there that you don't often find at other stations. Right. Exactly. You go somewhere and there's a DJ event. It's like, oh, you know the name, you know the person, but you walk up, say hi, and that's it. Like, you guys, you guys got to know us and would mention us by name, talk to us, just have a nice conversation and about whatever. And it was actually a personal thing. It wasn't just, oh, hey, thanks for listening. Go have fun. You guys actually cared. And that was us. I think that was very much appreciated by a lot of people at those shows that you guys did care about us. It wasn't just a job. It was fun. And I think that came out a lot 
in what you guys did and how it sounded. It was fun. You guys had a lot of fun on the air. 97X. We now return to Vetter Call Saul. Hey, Saul, got into a little trouble and I'm going to need a lawyer. Here. Okay, so tell me exactly what happened. I was driving, had a bit of drink, and then I ran into a milk truck. You hear? Rumblings from the big bush.